what is the one thing that you guard the most? Like if you lost it, you don't know if you could make it more than a couple days. Mine would probably be my freedom because I'm feeling very restricted (laughs) these days. (laughs) You don't feel like you have a choice, Em. (laughs) I do feel a little... Yep. Yep. (laughs) Well, today we're going to talk about how to guard the things that will benefit you the most and help you win any battle. Welcome to the Simple Joyful Home Podcast. Join Emily and Alicia, two moms doing their best. This is a podcast about Come Follow Me and the Book of Mormon and how anything you learn from the scriptures can be transformed into practical and simple solutions to strengthen your home your relationships, and even yourself. If you're ready to triumph over self-doubt and increase the joy in your heart and in your home, join them on this inspired journey. Take it away, ladies. This is Emily. And this is Leisha. And thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. So it's August 10th through the 16th, and it's chapters 53 through 63. And we're going to be... Of Alma. Oh, yeah, Alma. We are actually finishing up Alma. Woohoo! We are finishing the last 10 chapters. So it was a good, good old read. Anyway, we're going to focus mainly in 58. As we were reading these chapters, there were so many cool things that stood out to us. And the war chapters, you're thinking, how in the world are you going to apply that to family? There are many, many ways. But the coolest one that we found was found in these words, provision and support that kept coming up over and over and over in the chapters. When we started thinking about provision and support and thinking about it in the context of family, it gave us a whole new way of looking at these chapters and how we can help build our families, strengthen our families. And really, for me and Emily, I have found some really cool things we're going to try in our own homes. So hopefully after this episode, so will you. Yeah. It's very cool. So in these chapters, and just to kind of summarize kind of where we're at, basically it's the Nephites against the Lamanites. Um, They are just at each other's throats. So you have the Nephite uh, captains, the leaders of the armies, and you have the Lamanites, and, and they're spread out. They're going at different cities. They have to think of different ways to overtake these cities of the Lamanites. They are really trying to think of different strategies. And this one particular strategy they used was they knew the Lamanites were getting stronger if they got more provision. One of their ideas was to cut off their provisions. And when they did that, the Lamanites were just like, holy cow, everything. They they had no more strength. They just knew they would perish. And so they actually just gave up the city. They just let them have the city. And they won without even shedding any blood. And so we just thought that idea of how important provisions are to an army to sustain it. And what, how can that apply to our lives? And what are the most important provisions we need? So this is a scripture that kind of goes along with this. In chapter 57, verse 12, so they had taken the provisions of the Lamanites. Um, they'd kind of cut them off. And the Lamanites, it actually says in verse 12 that the Lamanites began to lose all hopes of succor be, purely because of the loss of provisions. Therefore, they yielded up the city unto our hands. But then what I love is to really kind of understand the importance of provisions. 
They were willing to give up a city because they had lost all hope because they had not received provisions. So we know that they're important. But then what happens to the Nephites after they take these prisoners is they realize, okay, now our provisions are running low. We have provisions enough for ourselves, but because we have additional people now, we are kind of in a rough spot. And if we look in... In that same chapter, verse 16, it says, and now in those critical circumstances, it became a very serious matter. And the critical circumstances and the serious matter was 100% because of provisions and the lack of provisions. So again, just really helping us see how important it is to have the, the vital things that are necessary to keep them nourished and with enough energy to go to battle and the weapons of war that they needed. I mean, provisions being any those key items that sustain them in battle. And I thought that was really interesting. It made me think, what are my family's provisions? What are the things that if my family did not have them, then our, the, our family unit could be threatened or our commitment to the gospel could be threatened. Um, well, yeah, and hope. Too. Yeah, yeah, and hope. Yeah. Yes. And so it made me think about what those were and where my weak points were. And last week we talked about strategy. So we talked a little bit about, about recognizing your weak points and then kind of fortifying those. But this week we want to talk about those day-to-day things that are required to sustain you in any battle. And I think... Our families are our little armies, right? There are our little, you know, our little army fighting against the adversary and we want to keep them safe. We want to keep them full of, of the things they need to be able to fight that battle well. And our provisions might be different than yours. But as Emily and I got talking about it, ours ended up being the same. But yours might be different, and that is 100% okay because I think every family is different. That relationship with God and your family unit sometimes require different things. Well, one thing when we were reading, this is this whole cycle and process is repeated a few times, like the strategies and the provisions. So when you're reading, go ahead and like highlight some of the stuff. See how what stands out to you because it might guide you to what your uh, – provisions might be that are important to you. But one of the things that stuck out to me when I was reading is that they were really firm and they did not forget to pray. So even when they came up to times when they were feeling very overwhelmed, they prayed or they found um, strength because of their, their praying or, you know, they, anyway, a few times it mentions that. And I was like, man, I am a slacker. How can I forget so easily sometimes and when I'm grumpy and tired at night and, but they didn't. And I think it's a good, I don't know. I just kept coming across them praying and I think it stood out to me because that's what I needed. It's what I needed to hear about prayer. It, man, that little reminder, I know we're taught to pray all the time, but I feel like mine have just been sluggish and sporadic and even the other night I was praying and I was being like, so I was so grumpy. I was like, I don't want to pray. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Um, but here, even in this verse, um, in 58 verse 10, therefore we did pour out our souls in prayer to God. And it just says that a few times throughout. And I'm like, that's just what I need. That's my provision. Mm-hmm. 
And I love that you say that is your provision because that verse literally goes on to describe it just as a provision. It says that he would strengthen us and deliver us out of the hands of our enemies. And that's what a provision is, right? It strengthens us and it helps deliver us. Without it, we can't have that strength. No, really. And at this reading these chapters made me think, you know, what what's my battle? Am I willing to go to fight for it? So, and I did, I'm like, I want to change. I want to make some changes. Like I want to like how we're flowing in life right now. It's kind of, I said it earlier, like we're a bit sluggish. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready to like take this change. So what do I need? I need some provisions. And one of the things that I think is interesting about the provisions is provisions don't necessarily take away the battle, right? They, but they give you the strength to fight the battle. Yes. And I think that that is something that these people knew. And if we look in chapter 58, verse 40, I love what he says there. The sons of Ammon, those 2000 stripling warriors, that's how we know them. It says those sons of Ammon had um, not even one soul had been slain, but they had endured or received many wounds. We will receive wounds even when we're doing all the right things. So if we want just the wounds instead of slain, we need the provisions to accomplish that. And it says that, um, nevertheless, they stand fast in that liberty wherewith God has made them free, and they are strict to remember the Lord their God from day to day. And I think that's what we got talking about. It's like those day-to-day provisions that bring us the strength that we need. For Emily, it's prayers and for me, it's getting the family to pray in the morning, right? That I struggle with that a lot. I don't think we've ever been super good at it in my house. We yeah, do evening no. prayers as a family. Um, and I'm praying like in the shower and random <laughs> other places all throughout the day. But that that formal like let's pray together as a family or even my personal morning prayers, that's where I where I need more provisions. And I think, too, the consistency of scriptures with my kids. I'm not super consistent. How can I just do one simple little thing? And it doesn't have to be long. We don't have to read a chapter. I mean, just something little. It goes back to the really small steps we've talked about before. Yeah. And I think minor, the things that are really important to me sometimes are the first things that go. I don't know Mm -hmm. if this is how other people feel, but I feel like scripture reading and praying, man, that day-to-day stuff is so important yet. I feel like they're the first ones that go when I get tired or worn out or stressed or really busy. All of a sudden I'm like, wow, how easy are they fleeting if I don't make that constant effort? So that's why their provisions to me is that they tend to be the ones that I, man, they're so important, but they are hard to hold on to in a consistent manner. They need that effort. And without them, we do falter, you know? It's so true. I think about the list of things, especially, I mean, I homeschool. I'll have my se- my seven-year-old's list of things that he needs to, to do for school, and he can choose whatever order he wants. And scriptures is on that list um, for me, but not for him. And I literally, why am I doing that? Why am I doing that? Why am I putting math and language arts and science as something more important in his life than the scriptures and God. Cause he's asking me to do it. Yeah. Like, Hey mom, are we doing scriptures today? Yeah. So why, why do I, why is it the first thing to go? 
Or why is it the thing that is more casual for me? Yeah, they're like, it's important in our battles, right? Yeah. It's probably the most important thing, even in his schooling. If I want to set him up for success in school, I feel like it will help him. It's like, Mm -hmm. and really, it doesn't have to be this perfect thing. It's just that tiny little effort shown. I believe that when we do, so, okay, the whole process of it, the jar, if you guys imagine that, that, uh, analogy with the jar and, and you have like all these rocks and, and sand and water you need to get in the jar, but if you put it, the water in first, then you can't fit the rocks. But I got thinking about this of how often I plan out my day and I'll be like, okay, the kid's got to do chores or we have this appointment or we need to be here for this. Or maybe we just are lazy. I don't know. Maybe we have a lazy day. But all of a sudden, those things can be wisp time away really quickly. They're like the water. Like, really, mm-hmm. they're just like the, the fillers, time, right? Yeah. But the most important ones, I try to fit them and they never fit. Mm-hmm. And so what if I changed my mindset a little bit as I'm trying to process this right here in this moment? <laughs> what if I surrounded my day by doing that big rock and it is actually the smallest amount of time in my day? It's maybe, mm-hmm. but it brings the most impact, right? So if I do that and I surround my rest of my day around those, that little prayer that just for me, like maybe that's just what I need. And all of a sudden my day goes, and it took like 30 seconds. Maybe that's a fast prayer. Is that a fast prayer? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but I just, I, or with your kids, like reading your scriptures or doing come follow me or whatever you want to do. Someone said, I just read one verse with my kids. How long would that take? probably less than 30 seconds and just those little things, but then you accomplish them and all of a sudden the rest of your day fits in that jar figuratively. (laughs) Right. You know what I love is, is the Nephites really seem to have this down. When you think about it in that context of like, put my most important things in my jar first, right? My scriptures and prayer are vital to the success of my family and the strength of my family. So that has to happen. Yeah, or whatever. Put that in first. Whatever your thing is. And I love that. Yeah, whatever your thing is, come follow me or I don't know, hymns or whatever. Maybe it's hugging your husband. Right. Maybe that's the most important thing you need. (laughs) Right, to bring you closer to God and to your family. In war, if you are without provisions, everything stops. You wait until you have provisions in order to proceed. You don't have to, but you're probably not going to be super successful without them. And in verses three and four, it talks a little bit about that. It said that it became expedient that we should wait, that we might receive more strength from the land of Zarahemla and also a new supply of our provisions. We can do that in our homes. I mean, it becomes expedient for us to wait on other things so we can get the most important thing, our provision in our home done before whatever else is flooding in yeah you can get by Mm -hmm. like you could get by without this but But for how long and so all of a sudden you find yourself in this waiting like you're just getting by like you're just doing this bare minimum and all of a sudden you don't have the strength or what you need to fight the battle when it comes and that's what this these provisions they make you strong they give you strength and energy And then you can go forward. You progress is basically what's happening. And so in my life, I think about the times when we've been kind of stagnant. It's probably the times when we're just not doing provision support. (laughs) Yeah, provisions and support. It's totally true. These armies are now waiting. So now they know provisions are coming 
they have felt the lack of provision. So when they do come there, they want to guard these these provisions. It's through both sides on uh, like Amaron and Moroni. I mean, they're both of these armies know the importance of provisions. And I think the same is true in our families. We can recognize the importance of provisions and Satan does too. So he will put anything in place to stop the provisions from getting to the other side. Like Moroni is trying to interrupt provisions to the Lamanites and the Lamanites are trying to interrupt the path of provisions getting to the Nephites. It's that vital. It's that critical to success. And there's a scripture that goes right along with this. So in verse eight of 58, it says, but it came to pass that we did receive food, which was guarded to us by an army of 2000 men to our assistance. And this is all the assistance which we did receive to defend ourselves and our country from falling into the hands of our enemies, yea, to contend with an enemy which was innumerable. Isn't that crazy? I mean, think of how many 2,000 men were protecting apples and Guarding provisions. (laughs) It makes me think, do I guard the things I know will make my family successful? Do I guard those things? Do I do that? Do I put that much effort into saying these things have to happen yeah, I every don't. day, no matter what? And I, I don't. Yeah, I, I can't even name all the things that I easily and comfortably let fit into the place where those provisions should be. And you know why? That's because we have the adversary who's constantly trying to cut off those provisions. Mm-hmm. So and, he, and make them seem casual. Like that's yeah. okay. Yeah. You know what I think is really interesting about when we start thinking about guarding our provisions or whatever it is you decide your family needs to stay connected with God and each other, when we decide what that is and we start to guard it, I all of a sudden, it really does change your whole perspective. Like in verse 15, they were they feared being cut off from provisions. And I think about that in my own life. Would I, if I really have a testimony of whatever it is that I feel like is that provision in my home, do I fear it being cut off? Do I fear those days when I haven't taken the time to put it first or make sure that it happened? And and it's kind of a different perspective for me. Yeah. We've been taught like almost our whole life to pray and read our scriptures. Do you look at it as a source of strength and, and hope and something that not necessarily, like we said, takes the battle away, but provides a way that to fight in a battle. Then I, I don't know. It's just a different thing of just, Oh, I just did it to do what's right. You know, Oh, I just did it cause I told to do it and instead doing it because it actually is a source of strength. Mm-hmm. And without it, you will be more weary not that weariness won't come at times, but you will kind of inflict some of that weariness on yourself yeah. in some ways by not making sure that you're getting that provision yeah. that you know you need. You know it's vital and critical to your family. Yeah, It's just an interesting way of looking at it. Now it becomes like a choice. Like it's not on a checkoff list. It's actually like this is the thing I know my my family needs. Yeah. And that can be different for each of our families. It can be. And how we implement it will most definitely be different. Oh, for sure. Every family has their own way of doing it, and there's no right or wrong way to doing it. 
whatever the spirit is guiding you to, how you're being inspired to provide provisions in your home to build up your family. And don't think that you got to like recreate the will here. No way. Like you don't have to, it could be something special that hits you, but if you're like, I don't really know, then don't, don't overthink it. This could be just the simplest thing. Maybe it was just one little thing that you read or one third thing you heard. Mm -hmm. Don't, yeah, it it can be just as simple as that. And that is how he works line upon line, precept on precept here, a little, there a little, I mean, we hear these things all the time by small and simple things. So don't discount. Yeah. And he's not going to give up. Like he's not going to be um, one tiny whisper and then that's it. You missed it. Then too bad. It's not (laughs) like that. Okay, guys. Because I swear I have been reading the last hundred pages of this, Mm -hmm. (laughs) these chapters. And I think we've come across prayer multiple times and I keep having the thought I need to do better at that. I need to do better. And it then all of a sudden it becomes stronger and stronger because if it's still lacking in your life, I think Heavenly Father knows how to inspire that stronger. So he will help you. He will. Um, I love this quote from Henry B. Eyring in his talk from the most recent conference um, called Prayers of Faith. And he says, as a part of our preparation for his coming, he will lift each of us so we may rise to the spiritual challenges and opportunities, unlike any seen in the history of this world. I mean, those provision, provisions that we provide in our homes are necessary. So starting where you are with the small thing that comes to you is worth the effort and worth the time. Well, even when they got like small amounts of provisions, they were still grateful. They still benefited from it. So even when we do the smallest amount of things, we still benefit. Our families benefit it more than we think. He also says this in his talk. He says that faithful and brave disciples will fearlessly, humbly, and openly take upon them the name of Christ in their everyday lives. It is what happens in our everyday lives, in our homes, when we're bravely taking on these, these small and larger tasks to kind of provide that strength for our families. Yeah. And, and one thing that Alicia and I talked about before was, um, well, she reminded me of this was I was like, man, I am like cramming for reading for these, these chapters. I basically read them in like a day trying to get ready for the podcast. Right. And she says, well, think about it like this. If we weren't doing this and podcasts, would we be where we are now? Would we have read what we've read? And I was like, well, no, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> and she said, so we have to pat ourselves on the back a little bit of what we are doing, what we are providing. So like, okay, so scripture study is important for my provisions and I am doing it. Maybe I'm not doing it by every day for 30 minutes or, you know, or even just a chapter a day would have taken a little bur- burden off of cram session, right? But that I did do it and that's okay. Like it's, it's still providing that provision. So when you look back and you're worried, look about what you are accomplishing, remembering that, but then also the Lord takes that moment sometimes and says, now let's help you move forward because we can't just sit like idle, right? So we need, we always need that movement of like taking action. And I think the Lord keeps us moving. So he's prompted to me, okay, Emily, Cram sessions are great. They're working out. I mean, you get by, but what if we did this? 
Yeah. And all of a sudden I have better movement and, and it's, it changes week by week guys. <laughs> and I love that you say that we can't sit idle because those exact words are used in these chapters in Alma chapter 60 verses 21 through I think 24. So Moroni is talking and he says, or do you suppose that the Lord will still deliver us while we sit upon our thrones and do not make use of the means which the Lord has provided for us? And so, yea, will ye sit in idleness? And then in 24, and this is, I love this part, his answer to idleness. I love this phrase. And I think it's something I want to frame and put in my house and use as like a theme maybe for this school year. Um, But I love this phrase in 24. And he says, and now accept ye do repent of that which ye have done and begin to be up and doing. And I love that phrase, begin to be up and doing and doing. And I think it's just so powerful. So he didn't say be, begin and be up and doing and then give you a huge list. He said, just get up and do. Yep. He's all about like helping us keep moving if we are listening for that. And a lot of times it just starts with the basic little things. Like, and in fact, he even says in here, and send forth food unto us. I mean, just a simplest <laughs> yeah. provision of food was something they were doing, something they got up to do. So when you think about this for your family, what is the food that feeds your family's soul? Like what what feeds the spirit in your home? And what brings you closer to to God? Because it is much like these battles. Okay, so something in... Like, I feel like this is what I'm in the middle of. Like, I know what's right. I know what I need to do, but why don't I do it? <laughs> I don't know. And Amen. <laughs> I think like we all know. the story of pretty much just life. Right? The story of life. Anyway, but I, I feel like I know that these things will make me happy. And I know these things are good for my family. I know they will strengthen me. We've heard it, right? So why do I lack it? And this scripture is what, I think summed up how I am dealing with life right now. The Nephites and the Lamanites have been just chasing each other basically. But in 35 verse 35 of chapter 62, it says, and thus they did encamp for the night for behold, the Nephites and the Lamanites also were weary because of the greatness of their march. Therefore they did not resolve upon any stratagem in the nighttime. So I thought, wow, they're weary. So they weren't able to make any strategy moves. They just were like they weren't in able a to come up with strategy. Yeah, yeah, they just like both sides just had to rest, you know. And I thought, I feel really weary right now. Even when it comes to just getting my kids to bed on time, it is just torturous, hard to keep going, and it's hard to make a strategy. So if and what do we do? The first things, like I was saying earlier, we're like. Oh, do we have energy to like put together a family prayer? Do we have energy to do scriptures? I don't like, it just is hard. Um, but if those are the things that feed us the strength we need, then how do we do it when we're so tired? And we kind of thought, man, maybe it's kind of like a chicken before the egg. So if we know that that actually does give us strength, so we're not weary, then maybe I'll more likely do it. But I think we have to push through that weariness, knowing it will feed us and sleep. Also that. (laughs) So as we leave you this week, take a minute to just jot down what thoughts you've had.
throughout this podcast. What is your family's provision? What connects you with God and with each other? If you're feeling weary and the thought of this is just like, oh, you know you need it, but you also are not sure quite how you're going to do it, then we love this scripture because it's so relatable to that feeling. And if you go to 58 verse 12, it says, and we did take courage with our small force, which had received and were fixed with determination to conquer our enemies and to maintain our lands and our possessions and our wives and our children and the cause of our liberty. Our family really is our small force, right? I mean, this is the force that we have been given and we can empower them with so much when we apply this concept of provisions in our home. And he will, if we're fixed with with determination, he will help us conquer our enemy. And sometimes our enemy is weariness and he will help us conquer that. Have the courage to begin to be up and doing, even when we're so tired that that first step hurts. (laughs) It's worth it. Your family is worth it. Okay. So when you guys go about your week this week, um, and you're thinking and working on those provisions, Alicia and I are also going to be working on it because it was a really great discussion for us to realize what ours are. And we really do want to help protect our force that our cute little family that we have and that it's worth it. So we're here, we're going to be doing it. Um, we're doing the work with you. So we'll let you know what it is for each of our homes and you know, how successful ish <laughs> we've been. <laughs> we can't wait to hear what yours is. So if you do have um, ideas on even on some of these topics we've talked about, come in and share them and because it just helps lift everyone. It just and makes then us we all can stronger. Support you. Like we can cheer you on yeah. and we love to do that. So anyway, if that's your thing, if not high five in the air, whoops. <laughs> you're awesome. That's my favorite. Do it again. <laughs> whoops. Whoops. <laughs> I love it a bunch of boys. Yeah. Get your sounds down. Oh, wow. anyway, we hope you guys have a good week and we will see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Don't you just love this music? It makes us happy. Perks us up in late evening hours of recording. Yes, it does. (laughs) We're so glad you're here. Hey, if you like what you heard today and you think that it might inspire uplift your friends, be sure to pass it along to them because we want everyone to have a little bit of a lift in their day. Sure do. And we also wanted to say thank you for H.S. Hurston, maybe H. Shurston. Anyway... (laughs) Sorry, but she said such a sweet comment. She said she loved this week's episode. Thank you for the gift of Simple Joyful Home. Well, you're a gift. Thank you. Yes, you you are. Thank you so much for taking the time to send it to us. It really gives us like the boost we need to keep moving on. Keep doing it week after week. So thank you guys so much for your thoughts and your comments and all your kind words. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. You guys know the phrase, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> Scripture a day keeps the adversaries under the rug. No, under the rug. <laughs> <laughs> no one says that. Because <laughs> I want the adversary under my rug. <laughs> I don't know where I was Blooper. going. <laughs>
my goodness. Heaven keep, help me. Keeps the adversary. Could you, could you guys all just say a little prayer for me? <laughs> <laughs> okay.